Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quantum Catechesis. I'm Father Joe Krupp, and you are not. And today, today, today is Friday, March something or other, and it's a year. March 4th. Hey, the new Batman comes out today, doesn't it? I can't make church tonight, Carrie, because I got a thing coming up with st stuff and things. I think it comes out today. Yeah. And I'm really excited about it. So anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm tired emotionally, not physically. And so this should be interesting. I have been singing loud, gross, and out of tune. And as much as I like am on Carrie, I actually came close to irritating her. That's how bad I am. Not Carrie. Carrie's fine. But if I get to that point with Carrie, where she had to say, can I Carrie? Joe, I have a last nerve and you're getting real close to it. Now granted, I earned that. And I guess that's my point. So uh, today should be interesting uh, for all of your theological, spiritual, and even political, not really, don't put that garbage up here, questions. So uh, I already have some lined up and we'll get to them in a minute, but I just wanna remind you that next week, my lovely research assistant for today's show, sister, uh, who is off camera because her personal... <laughs> Shut up, really? My girl, you're on camera. You. That's right, we got the camera back. We did. Yeah. Um, where do I look? I'll look at you. Okay. <laughs> do this. I, I'm not okay. doing that All right. under the camera. That's but uh, sister is serving as my lovely researcher. Now, if you play my show backwards, that that's what you hear. Mm -hmm. Sister is my lovely research assistant today, but that's not primarily why she's here. She's primarily here because next week, Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday, we're gonna skip, I'm totally kidding, sorry. I just did that to mess with everybody, I'm sorry. Okay, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Wouldn't that be cool? Because yesterday, yeah. you did say, uh -oh. We were talking about the time, and we said, oh, it's 6.30 because we have 6 o'clock mass. Yeah. So I got questions, are we having mass every day? So we're, we're uh, having mass on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. No, we try not to pray mass unless we have to. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm here. Right. <laughs> sister's here that's to that. make it right. Uh, I don't know if you know, to sister's... Do, to do a uh, mission and to do a Right, right. That Sister Teresa's, not, the mission is just a ruse. The real thing is to convert me to Christianity. Here for an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, we're all here because we love you. Uh, so next week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sister will be giving a series of talks starting at 6.30 p.m., we believe. Yep. And we're so geeked out about this, guys. You've got to come. This woman just is filled with the love of the Lord. And uh, I can't wait to hear. No pressure, but if this doesn't change my life within three minutes, I'm walking out. Three minutes? Yeah. 30 seconds, man. Yeah, she's going to be like, amateur? three minutes? I'm no loser. So we are excited for you being here, sister. Thank You're you. so I'm wonderful. And, to be here. and already, am I crazy curious? Seriously, hasn't she just make everything better yes. already? Oh. <laughs> you do. It's the free meth. It is. I I didn't know nuns handed that stuff out. Um, you know that might be illegal in the U.S. Really? Yeah. I don't know about the People's Republic of Canada. <laughs> Can I call it that? No. No? Can you call it that? You yeah. can call it that. Nobody else does. Oh, a lot of them. 
<laughs> well, you know, this is, who was I explaining this to? Canadians are the only people, I think, that everyone loves. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was, like, I've traveled all over, and I've learned particularly about Italians. Their hatred for Americans is the stuff of song and legend. And so I would always say I'm a Canadian. And it was funny, because if you say you're an American, they'll tell you how awesome Italy is and how crappy America is. If you say you're can Canada Canadian, they'll tell you how awful Italy is. Like, you get their real opinions on Italy. <laughs> So it is kind of funny, but I think everyone likes Canadians. And the funny part is, you guys kicked so much butt in World War II and in Korea that you would think at least the Germans would be like, I don't like those people. Everybody loves us. Everybody. <laughs> like, did you ever read about what the Canadians did in World War II? I mean, that's unreal. The Battle of the Bulge, mm -hmm. that was the Canadians. That wasn't us. No, no, yeah. Uh, fought like lions and... Um, Man, yeah, if you ever get a chance. And then if I remember right, either, I think it was Holland, where one of their, they were in exile because, you know, the whole Nazi thing. Um, is Holland where they grow tulips? Yes. So the prince of Holland, the future king of Holland, was born in a hospital in Canada, and he was going to be the first member of that royal family to not be born in Holland, so Canada... Seeds that floor of the hospital to Holland. Do you know about this? I do. It is really cool. Like whoever your PM was, yeah. uh, said, "Okay, we seed that territory to Holland." We're just givers. Isn't that so cool? So then that floor of the hospital okay. is Holland. Yeah. And I'm sure they, you know, there was an exchange back. But be this as it may, on that royalty's birthday, I guess Holland sends an obscene amount of tulips. They have a tulip festival. Yeah. And that's. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Yeah. God love the Canucks. Yeah. Man. Okay. So uh, I think I'll get after the questions now. I have no idea why I started talking about how much we all love. Everyone loves Canadians. And everyone hates Americans till they need our blood and bullets. Then they love us. All right. So uh, mass at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. And then your talk starts at 6.30. And on Monday and Tuesday, mass is at 8 a.m. Right? But the talks still tar start at 6.30. Okay. Can anyone go to confession? Hmm? Can anyone go to confession? Just the sinners. Seriously. We don't need any non-sinners going to confession. It's a waste of time. Okay. On Wednesday? On um, Wednesday, from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m., we will be hearing confessions. There will be, we believe, two priests minimum every hour. Okay? We might hit some rough spots because there's so few of us. It is weird how hard this turn hit us yeah. in the last. But uh, that's our goal. And we'll ask you again. I, I, <laughs> I feel so bad saying this. I do. But don't hear 12 hours and think, sweet, I'm going to go in there for an appointment. Right? Because uh, we need to be all business in there if we're going to get them all done. Last time we did 12 hours of confessions, it went 16 hours because so many people waited till like five oh, okay. when it was supposed to end at six. Yeah, but could I come on Thursday? <laughs> I don't think we have, no, we don't have them on Thursday. You can go to St. Mark's well, on Thursday. Thursday, we're close. Yeah, yeah. now you could go to St. Mark on Thursday. Okay. We have confessions every day at St. Mark. There you go. Yeah. But please, do not go to confession if you're not a sinner, right? That just wastes our time. 
Like, don't come in and exchange recipes. That's what Sister does, because she's, I, when did you send like six years ago, if I remember right? I thought right. I did, but I realized, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It was so ah, it was a virtue. Yeah, isn't that so weird? <laughs> but uh, the rest of you people, whoo! All right, so, oh, Sister Teresa, do you have a podcast or something online of which you can, she's laughing at me. She's laughing at me. Yeah, now it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, please don't. I don't. I'm. That's not. I don't want to be rude. I do not have a podcast. I'm not a public figure. I'm not important. I people, have you met you better. You're awesome. Lived with me all my life. Uh, I, wouldn't you podcast? No, wouldn't you listen to you if you weren't you? No, I don't like the sound of my own voice halfway through morning prayer. No kidding. Yep. So. Ah. You're yeah. way off. Gave, gave spiritual exercises once. The talks were an hour. At 40 minutes, I just looked at the people and went, I'm really tired of the sound of my voice. <laughs> Aren't you? I felt that a lot at MSU, where I would do like five masses on a Sunday. And I'm serious. By mass four, yeah. I hated my homily. I hated my voice. And I might have been mad at God. Like, Lord, I love you. And this is the greatest thing I can do as a human. But I'm done with this. Yes. Yeah. So no. Uh, I get the short you. answer is I do not have a podcast. No. I don't really have much of anything worth saying. All my presence on social media is about the humor. Yeah. Oh, you're a riot. <laughs> you are. Yeah, um, and biggest presence is it Twitter? Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Her biggest presence was that car you won. Was it, it was a dumb joke. All right. I was trying to use the word presence. He's, he's tired, so we'll let that I am. Go. You got it. Thank you, sis. <laughs> you are kind and merciful, slow to anger, rich in kindness. Uh, did you notice that on our psalm today, all the hoops we went through to not use the word he? And it sounds like we're praying to like three different gods. Yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. Me too. Okay. Do you have to register to attend sister's talks? No. But you do have to pay. She don't come cheap. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest. I may have made that up. But no, you don't need to register. Just come on in. Sit down. Enjoy the talk. Uh, we will be taking up a collection at some point just to cover um, stuff and things. But uh, no, just come, please, and hear this angel speak. All right. Uh, does sacrifice necessitate suffering? That's the question. And then the person writes, in planning Lent, I find that I only choose sacrificing, which brings me joy. I find myself looking forward to it. I can't think of anything to sacrifice within reason that would cause me to suffer. Am I doing sacrifice wrong? I don't think so. Um, sacrificing can be giving up a good, uh, and it often is. Um, celibacy, celibacy, right? We are giving up a good. Uh, marriage is a good. Making kids is a good, but we sacrifice that good uh, because we want more money, right? You know, single income, no kids, right? Is that? Have no college tuition. <laughs> right. We don't have to worry about college tuition. You know what I mean? Uh, no, all kidding aside, we believe we're embracing a spiritual good over uh, another spiritual good. So no, uh, sacrifice does not necessarily involve suffering. And truly, like a couple of the things I gave up for Lent, I don't want to give them up, but I'm finding joy in it. Cause it's like, okay, I'm fighting the dragon, mm -hmm. right? I'm yeah. fighting the dragon. The thing in me that just wants what it wants, what it wants. 
Yeah. So, no, I, I don't think it necessarily necessitates suffering. In fact, I think often it doesn't. Truly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Finding joy in the sacrifices. Oh, yeah. That's... That's how it works. Yeah. yeah, like mom's dad's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad points this out, and he was being kind of funny, but also very serious. If you don't have a farm, kids are not practical, right? Children are not a rational decision if you don't have a farm or something where you require <laughs> free labor. Um, it's a sacrifice of love that brings great joy once they become adults. Okay, I thought that was funny. Do you think this is why priests are recommended to not pray more than two masses a day? I'd assume that's part of it. I know what I was taught, the key reason was priests used to be paid by mass stipend. And you would have these scenarios where the pastor, and this was honestly even in the 1950s and 60s, you know these guys. You talk to these older priests and they'll tell you that when they were younger, the pastor would take all the masses so that he got all the income, right? Uh, so that's what I was taught where the rule came from, that and uh, bath bringing fish sandwiches. That's another reason for that rule. Beth's here, I love Beth. Switch? You go to this camera? Did you see how I did that, sister? Did you see my dramatic I transition? I I'm a trained professional, guys, I don't want you to worry. But so that's where that came from, and I do think fatigue's a part of it. If you pray mass right, you're tired afterward. Uh, but uh, we're not really stipend-oriented anymore. We're just paid, I don't know, what do you say, a flat rate? Is that what you say? Yes. Yeah, uh, we get a salary. You don't. No. But, because uh, uh, religious- But I also don't pray mass. That's like true. The way you do. I don't want to break. I'm just saying, if you give me unleavened bread, 45 minutes later, it's Jesus. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that one never gets old for you. I'm telling you, I love that joke. It's not really a joke. I mean, it's a statement of fact. It is, and it's impressive. Well, I know. I've met me. No, you misunderstood. Go ahead. Sorry. Wait, Carrie, I'm going to transition to this middle camera, but I need to do it more dramatically, right? Did you see that? You're going to hurt yourself. I actually, my neck, did you hear it crack? My neck was like, you're fat. Don't do that. That's what it said to me. Ah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it, right? And we're not supposed to pray more than two masses a day, but... Uh, but it is inevitable sometimes, and that's something I haven't been able to get through some of the priests I've worked with, right? It's like, nope, I can only pray two. Like, brah, there's 50 rules you disregard. You could disregard this one. Because what is it based on? Stipends, right? And we don't get paid that way anymore. But there is certainly a wisdom. Like when I do two masses here on Sunday, that's the first time in 24 years as a priest where I'm not doing at least three masses a Sunday. And I gotta tell you, I'm not miserable at the end of the day. I'm tired, but I'm not miserable. And I was just thinking of this last week. It's really funny. And when I say miserable, that feels like such an awful thing to say. Uh, I, I love being a priest. I, my gosh, I, I hope I don't have to say that. But what I do recognize is I've only got so much to give. And uh, when I'm praying, uh, it's, it's, yeah, anyway, I'm going on and on. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, somebody, uh, sent this question in, um, I re oh, nope, that's the same one. 
Okay, I really struggle with the idea. Now I'll say it forward. Okay. You know, actually, I said that like the Muppet dude. Remember? Yes. The, 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 chef, the, chef, the Swedish chef. chef. Remember? Okay. Do you remember this? Yes, I grew up on the. Mic. This is uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know, by the way, the best Christmas album of all time? John Denver and the Muppets. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is the best Christmas album ever. Saddest day of my life. We lost ours. Says we got. We still have the album. Yeah, no, we had the album and we lost. We it. have the album, <laughs> and you can digitally whatever that witchcraft is. Sure. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You can't? No, I, sure you can, and it's probably on one of those Fingers. streaming platform thingies that, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a classic. Oh, it's the best that. Christmas album ever. A Muppet Christmas with John Denver. And they actually mentioned God by accident. Yes. But I, I'm sure they didn't mean by it. By accident? No, I think they Kermit hates God. That. Did you know that? No. I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be funny, seriously, if they were like, here's our newest Muppet. He's a rabid atheist. That would be hilarious. It'd be like Kermit. Oh, you stupid Christians! You're invisible sky mo spaghetti monster. What is it? Flying spaghetti monster. Okay. I really. I'll <laughs> crack. I told you guys it was going to be bad today. All right, dear father, dear you, I really struggle with the idea of evolution theory. I'm not anti-science, and I am grateful for the glimpses science gives us into the infinite mind intelligence of our Creator. But I have read or heard differences regarding the ideas and teachings of evolution in the church. I have heard the Roman Catholic Church teaches theistic evolution, and I have also heard the church makes no formal teaching on the subject. Can you tell me which is correct? I recently read two popes declaring evolution theory was, quote, more than a hypothesis. Okay, so this is a complicated question, and I'm going to do my best. Um, what is the official church teaching on creation uh, that you need to believe four things or three things? Give me a second. God created out of nothing. God created out of love. God created on purpose. Okay, those three things. Um, beyond that, you do you. Uh, when I know St. John Paul II said that it, over time it's become clear evolution's more than a theory, but he wasn't talking about the origins of the universe. He was talking about how creatures evolved to adapt to their environment and how we evolve, right? That we change, we, we grow, we, that's what living things do, right? They grow and adapt to their environment. I don't know what other pope would have said that. Um, not to say he didn't, I mean, I just don't know who. So, yeah, they, they, and then there was a second part to this question about then, well, what about Genesis? If it's not a historic, I know it's not a historical book, but at what point do we draw that line between allegory and all those things? The key thing to remember is we're trying to read the book as they wrote it. That's really important. And what do I mean by that? They would have used turns of phrases and they would have only been free to express what they were capable of knowing. Does this make sense? So if you look at uh, the authors of the book of Genesis, when they drew, what does the earth look like? They saw a kind of half circle thing with literally pillars and a big thing of water above them that occasionally sent water down to earth. Right. Now, we can laugh at that, but why would they know any different? 
and we wouldn't know any different if we didn't, if we grew up then. So that was the group, that was the brain God had to work with. Um, so God's going to reveal himself to them in a way they can understand. And they're going to write about it to pass it on in a way their kids could understand. For you and me to read it as a science text is where we get in trouble because that's not what they meant. Uh, what were they trying to express? Our God created out of nothing, created out of love, created on purpose. You can read the creation accounts of all the tribes around the Israelis and you will find that theirs is totally and completely unique. Um, yeah. I th is that? Yes. Yeah. All right. Good. Beautiful. I think I covered it. Okay. In the opening greeting where the celebrant does the greeting after the sign of the cross, why is the bishop the only one that can say, peace be with you, but the priest has several options for the greeting where we respond and with your spirit? Yeah, that's a great question. Nice catch, whoever that was. I, um, yeah, so when I pray mass, you know, the Lord be with you. That's how I say it. I want the Lord to be with you. Do you get that? No? Okay. Whereas the bishop can say a lot of things, but one of his options that's not an option for me is, peace be with you. Uh, why? I don't know. I really don't. I know that's how it works. I would assume it has to do with what Jesus said to the first bishops, right? Uh, his, his apostles. Um, that's how he greeted them every time he popped in on them. Peace be with you. So maybe it's that simple. I don't know. Um, but you are right. And the other is this. At the end of Mass, I say, again, the Lord be with you. Uh, and with your spirit, and may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A bishop will say, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. And then he says, our help is in the name of the Lord, and we respond, who made heaven and earth. And then he says, may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and... Why? I don't know. But I can't do that. He can. Them's the rules. Right? Did I say that right? You, you, you're bang on with what I'm reading. Yeah. Oh, sweet. It is because of his apostolic succession from the boss. Sweet. Well, kids, as you can see, my instincts are exactly on. <laughs> kung fu is strong. My kung fu is strong. Do you know, I was trying to get wedding couples. Did I, t I don't think I told you this. I don't think I've talked about this on the show. But when I'm doing wedding rehearsal and I'm trying to teach the couples how to bow, because right, that's just not a part of our American culture, and I don't want to be that priest, you know? So I figured out, and I, this probably isn't good, but it's what I do. I tell them to avoid the chicken bow, you know? Because you see that a lot. And there's some dresses where I'm like, no, you go ahead and do the chicken bow. You know, don't go too low. You're going to freak me out. Um, but if they're not wearing that kind of dress, and I want them to do a good bow, right, and not a... You know, then I tell them, bow and say, my kung fu is strong. You do. I do. Ask Carrie. She's at every wedding rehearsal. And I tell them, seriously. So they get up, they go, my kung fu is strong. And it looks great. And they all do it. I hear them say, my kung fu is strong. I, I'm serious. I had, who was it? There was a priest who came here and tag teamed a wedding with me and was like, wow, they do great bows. I'm like, I know. It's all me. 
I don't know what you think of that, but it's what I, I do. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a great way to get about because you can tell them a scripture. You don't say, Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. They're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. They will say my kung fu is strong. The piece I know always just says, bow from the waist. But yeah, that, that's still. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, they don't. My kung fu is strong. Shit. My kung fu is strong. Yeah. It's classic. Um, and I sometimes will tell them, look, I, Daniel, son, always look, I. I've done that, haven't I? Gary's been at all these wedding rehearsals. So when they bow and I hear him at the rehearsal, my kung fu is strong, like the first one, I always go, look, I, Daniel, son, always look, I. The under 40s, sometimes you have to explain it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's our generation, guys. Mm-hmm. Though I'm a lot older than you, right? I'm 43. Oh, yeah, I got you beat. You look like 20 years younger than me. You're going to be my priest forever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay, so Sister me. said something yesterday that got me thinking. Should I get rid of this? She wants me to, I don't, not, not wants me to get rid of it, but I was thinking about it. This is extra shower time. That's all it is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, you would like it gone. I mean, you would like little beard, little yeah, happy yeah, beard. Little happy yeah, beard. yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but I do want to get this to where I'm braiding it again. The beads. When you're watching uh, online, the yeah. light reflects off. Oh, I know. I can see it. Yeah. I just see this white glow, yeah. and it's my halo. Guys, I don't have a beard. Like a good Catholic, I'm sitting at the back of the church at Mass, right. and all I see is this white. That's so cool. And today, at the, at, with the black vestment, it was just this white. Yeah. It's because of my savage good looks and my personal holiness. It gives a glow to the beard. No, I made that up. Are you serious? What? You're thinking about giving it up? Yeah. What? Is that bad or good? You have to tell me. I don't know. I have to think about that. Me too. Because I do want to braid it. That's all. I'm just waiting until I can get to the point of braid. I mean, I can braid it now, I guess. My niece told me she was going to last Sunday, but I didn't go home. We need to do another capital campaign. I'm just surprised. (laughs) Me too. No, we're never doing that. (laughs) Well, you know what it was? It was this morning. This is what started it. Okay. This morning, I don't mean that I was gassed. And I haven't been tired getting up in weeks. But it was like, oh my gosh, I didn't want to get up. I didn't. I just wanted to stay in bed and suck my thumb and pray for death. And, and then I looked at the, and I went, man, if I didn't have this, that's like 15 minutes more of sleep. Wait, that like what? 15 minutes what doesn't do you... mean A in your day of sleep. It doesn't. You don't think so? No. I don't think well, psychologically, minutes. I feel it does I make good. I think 45 minutes does a world of difference. 15, no. What does it do? Oh, yeah, it's a well, gotta... pain when you do <laughs> Okay, you want to hear this? Yeah. You really want to hear? Okay, Beard Care and Maintenance by Joe. Okay, so you get in the shower, and first you get this part super wet, okay? And then you use beard shampoo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, otherwise, it gets itchy. Oh. Yeah. Like, do you feel how soft this is, or does that creep you out? Yeah, feel how soft that is. Oh my gosh, that's exactly how soft I thought it would be. (laughs) You don't find it soft? I don't know what your point is. It is. No, it is. It's incredibly soft. soft. Yeah. Like it must be really soft. It is. It's incredibly soft. It's it's an incredible moment. Yeah. (laughs) So then, I let it sit for one minute. You did say you wanted to keep her her here longer. Oh, that's what I did. I do. So then I let it sit in my beard for one minute. That's what the instructions say. And I time it, and I go a minute 20, because, I don't know, 
I'm you more. I'm a moron. Sort of, yeah. And in the meantime, I haven't put any soap on me, right? Because you've got to time this. So. Then the instructions on the conditioner, okay. which I never used any of this stuff when I had hair on my head, and I had thick, long hair, oh, right. right? But you, you goo it, and then it says emulsify. Okay. Yes, what a great <laughs> word. And then you got to really work it in there, right? So I'm working it in there, and I'm getting it in there. And then the instructions say at least two minutes. You let it percolate or whatever. So then during that two minutes, I'm getting all soapy. Okay. See? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a multi It's still efficient, so. Yep. It's, yeah, okay, it's I'm with you, I'm with you. So then, um, now, the, what do you call it? Uh, let's say the conditioner's done. Okay. And then I rinse me off, and then the beard. So I'm going an extra minute, I'm all in, right? So now that's done, I get out of the shower, and your says, your says you're supposed to dab your beard dry. So I think this is dabbing, yes. I don't know. Yes. And then I take beard balm, while it's still pretty damp, okay. and you take a, a goo, like about that big, okay? okay. And then you, you do this till it's warm. It says do it till it's warm, and then work it in there. Really get it in there. This is the longest part, because you got to get it all through the beard. And then I dry off and do the whole getting ready thing, and then it takes like 15 minutes for the beard to dry. And then when the beard's dry, I straighten it. And that's it. Do you straighten it? With a straightener? I don't, like it's a yeah, brush it's, that's it's hot. The, it's, oh. It has like teeth. I saw it, I saw it in that, sorry. But, no, that's yeah. all right, I've showed you. It's like a brush. You helped me get it. Right. You helped me so get it. it has the teeth like a brush, yeah, you know, but it's got separated, but it's heat, so he just combs it through. Yeah. 360 degrees. That is a lot of fun. Or at least it says 360, I don't know. Oh. On the little screen. And I just straighten it. Because if I don't, is it's it? like curly, Craziness. Yeah. It looks like I'm into Jan. It does. Hmm. So that's beard. That's that is, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of work. work. That is a lot of work. I don't like that. I don't like spending that much time on me. Okay. Like I try to I pray wonder, while I'm doing it. Yeah. I just wonder. Like, do, do you have to do that every day? Oh, I do that every other day. Okay. So I'm wondering if you could get an extra day out of it. If you knew a way to keep it. Braid or whatever, you know, like, is there a thick braid or something to put it in that people do? Well, that was why I like to braid it, right? When I would braid it, it was a lot less work. It was. I have to give this some thought. I'm telling you, woman. It's kind of the female version. If you see my hair up, it's like third day not washing my hair day. Nice. If you see your in braids, it's like like third day. It's so much easier. like sleep in the braid so when he takes it out, it's just normal. Sleep in the braid. I'll probably be like, I don't know. Braid it before you go to bed at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, like if I go to bed like this, it's it's just like this when I wake up. Oh, it is. So you oh, yeah. To, okay. Yeah. Now, when I get in the shower, so I don't have stank, then this gets all how you doing again. Yeah, but I think there's a way to manage that. I do. Karen's I, I, well, like I've talked to it. I've been like, beard, chill out. Calm down. And it never listens. You managed it. I'll be honest. I think my beard is drunk. A shower cap for you. I could. I could put one of those well, little... I mean, seriously. I yeah, that's not happening. Something. Shark tank. I would rather... Be stabbed. Shave it off and yeah. do that. I'd rather be stabbed. Like if you're like, here, wear this shower cap. Hold on, I'm gonna get a knife and ask you to place it in my gut. I mean, okay. Because those aren't fatal. I think it's, I, it, you know. Unless you wiggle it around. I'm a little perplexed because I do think. And avoid the liver. <laughs> oh. Black blood means you hit the liver. 
I do think the no beard makes you look, you know, I'm always surprised when you take it off and it's so, you're so young. Yes. Wow. Um, but I do like that for people that you bring in on the fringes of our faith or yeah. beyond, it's, it makes you recognizable. It makes you, you know. I, I don't find me, so I don't have hair. It's your brand. So when I shave this, I feel like I look like I'm sick. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like people are like, pray for Father. find it very attractive when you have... See, I feel like they're like, pray for Father. We say that for other reasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's... But that's why the full beard that isn't too long... Yeah. Crap, we are on TV. I'm sorry. Are people... I'm sorry. I love you guys. That's... Rick... Rick says that's just too much work. My boy, Iowa? My Iowa man? Nice. That's my Iowa boy. Yeah. Now Brenda has some, Brenda has some some suggestions about using a heat protector. It's okay. You'll have to read these comments. People are into this. Okay, because actually, do you know what? Stru- and I'm dead serious. I forgot we were on. Well, it's fine. And then I started to feel bad because people were like, "Thanks for the talk about Jesus Bob, and your beard." Bob yeah. Ross's manager made him keep the fro because it made him recognizable, and he hated it. If you're tired of a clip of hair. Nice. See, and I like that I can put stuff in it. You know what I mean? Carry pens. Yeah, I can. I can carry a pen, and now that hurts. By the way. Okay. Ow. And some of it's really long. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Back to back to the show. Oh, and by the way, use Detroit Grooming Company for all your beard product needs. Um. That's what I use. Detroit Everybody Grooming says Company. It makes you recognizable. I, and I think uh, that and my ridiculous holiness. <laughs> Do you know this about why, like, statues in the Vatican of Moses and some of the older saints have horns instead of halos? Did I tell you guys about this? No. So if you go, this is true. If you go to the Vatican and you see the big statue of Moses with the Ten Commandments, he's got horns. And a bunch of the older ones do. And people are like, what the hey? Well, it was because when you translate the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for halo and the Hebrew word for horn, it's a one-letter difference. And it's a tiny little line. And so the original translators believed when Moses, when it says Moses came down from the mountain with a halo, they translated it horns. Oh, that's That's a true story. So that is why, like, when you're in the Vatican and you see some of those older saint statues, you've seen them. They got horns. And it's because they mistranslated. Crazy stuff. Can you imagine, like, Jesus with horns? Like, if we never figured that out and be like, there's the Son of God with horns. Did you know this? I did not know this. Crazy stuff. It's a tiny difference. Gonna get fired because I've never seen those statues. Oh yeah. Well, you, oh really? No. Well, Moses, they're only like this big on his little oh, okay. melon. Well, it's not a little melon; it's yeah. bigger than mine. Yeah. Um, okay. In the opening, oh, we did that. Okay. No, no, it's all right. Can you explain the history of and how to pray the Liturgy of the Hours? And she says this could be a different. I uh, know. No, sorry. For, the reason I made this face, and I see if you agree. Okay. It's incredibly hard to explain. It's easier to do it. Yep. Like, when you go into seminary, this is the approach they take. And our seminary was ran by a control freak at the time, right? Uh, Bishop Neinstadt. And even he, who, like, 
<laughs> he was a control freak, was like, just, just sit with the guys and pray and you'll figure it out. But if you try to, I've tried to explain it to so many people and they get so intimidated because it sounds crazy, uh, but it's really not. Uh, I've often thought, like I didn't want to screen in this church, right? And I had people who were really upset about me about this, but I'm like, we need to have as Americans, one place in our life where we are free of the tyranny of the screen. You know, and I went to, is it Redeemer, where they have screens. And I get it. I, I don't mean that as a rip. I would die if I prayed mass there because I was, it was so, ugh, I don't know. I hated it. Huh? Oh, is that terrible to say? No, no, I made a noise. Oh, okay. Because I don't mean it like a critic. I'm talking about, about what I like or don't like. And I found it impossible to pray. Yeah. I did. Do you um, use your phone to pray the liturgy? Well, that's the thing. I thought, wouldn't it be cool? I use my iPad. Oh, yeah. I, I put my breviary away, oh, and okay. all I use is the iPad now. And um, particularly Holy Week. Yes. And, and The octave of Christmas. Oh, my gosh. And then there's those Sunday like, well, on Holy cool. Thursday, mm -hmm. if it's raining, you pray. You know, it's like, oh. Um, so they just do it for you. Just read this, yes. you know. And I know I could still use the book easily. But I wanted to project it somehow. Like, I've thought of this, but I don't want a screen in church. But where I could say to people, every Friday during Lent, I'm going to play evening prayer. Come pray with me. But I can't figure out how to do it, you know, without a screen. We, yeah, we do it in our in our parish, in our home parish. But we have a bunch of those Christian prayer books, which is oh, just the one volume. And those are cheap. Yeah, we leave them at the entrance, and then we often we used to. I we I haven't been there. I don't go to church anymore. That's a good idea. They uh, the, they announce the pages. Yeah, that's people. the way to do it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because we do that on Saturday mornings before mass. Boy. So we just buy the Christian prayer books. Okay. And I I try. I only use my phone when I'm praying alone, like when I'm in chapel okay. with my sisters, I use the book. So for Lent, I was going to try to reduce my screen time and use my breviary all the time. So Ooh, I thought, girl. bringing it to Michigan, yep. get to the airport and realize what I've packed is the, the wrong volume. For <laughs> yes. Time, I forgot to switch it. Because there's so four just, volumes. I so, turned yeah. to the person who drove me. I went, can you take this back home, please? I'll be using my phone. I See, so. that's the thing, guys. So there's four volumes. So what Sister was talking about on Ash Wednesday, we switched from two to three, I think. Yeah. Yes. Well, she brought two because she, she doesn't really even believe in God anymore, if that's right. Yeah. yeah. She, just um, said she doesn't go to church anymore. Right. It's all tied together. <laughs> so but interestingly enough, she still tithes. Oh, I got it. Right. 10% of your income, right? Yes, all 10%. Sometimes I do 20 because I'm yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sister doesn't have income. No money. So, uh, what were we talking about? The oh, yeah. So I want to pray the breviary with God's people. And if you want, Carrie, you can probably do something with that screen where I can show you because I feel it is an incredibly worthwhile exercise. Just this morning, in fact, did you get my email that I sent to the group? Okay. No, that's all right, sis. I totally get it. But I here's what I sent them this morning because this was in our breviaries this morning. Okay. Quote. I just love this. Our spirit should be quick to reach out toward God, not only when engaged in meditation, but in other times too. 
when it is carrying out its duties, caring for the needy, performing works of charity, giving generously in the service of others, our spirit should long for God and call him to mind so that these words, works, may be seasoned with the salt of God's love and so make a palatable offering to the Lord of the universe. Throughout the whole of our lives, we may enjoy the benefit that comes from prayer if we devote great time to it. Isn't that beautiful? St. John Chrysostom. Oops, see, Carrie, these glasses broke again. Oh, no. I know. Oh, anyway, man, I'm out of it today. Okay, sorry, folks. Uh, okay, did sister get her luggage? No. No. God is still angry at her. Indeed. Oh, wait, I went way down. Or no. Okay. Can you please speak to the history of the great schism in the church and what the current relationship is between East and West Catholic traditions? Um, not without a lot of people being angry. Uh, yeah, we can devote a show to it, but make no mistake, I'm going to do it wrong. And, and, and it's because our Orthodox brothers and sisters uh, are not a hive mind. Okay, uh, just like Romans aren't a hive mind. And there are some who accept what would be the standard historical interpretation of the data, and there are some who won't. In a nutshell, it was, in my opinion, it was a cultural divide that where religion became the excuse. So when you looked at the Eastern Church, so what we call the Orthodox, there was a focus on mysticism and on uh, divine worship. Orthodox, it means pure worship. When you look at the Roman side, there was an emphasis on scholastics and on systematic theology. Okay, uh, how do you feel we're doing so far? Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's still the way. Like, you know, so when we're at Mass, for example, and people always say, when does the bread turn into the body of Christ? Romans want to know that. Okay. And it's when we move from this during the Eucharistic prayer to this, and then we do this. Okay. And we say the words of Vishnu um, Bishma. And we call that transubstantiation. And in what is a common story told by every priest in the world, when you ask an Eastern Rite priest, when does the bread change into the body of Christ? They say, quote, during Mass. Well, what's the name of it? Name of what? The process of the bread becoming the body of Christ. It's a mystery. And they're comfortable with that. Right? And there's a real beauty to this mystical approach they bring to the table. Because sometimes I feel like our Roman uh, approach can be very cold. But it's also not a ton of ambiguity. <laughs> I mean, that's the blessing of Roman. When you look at the blessing of Orthodox, it's the wonder and the awe and the idea of, well, I don't need to categorize it. I can just say, wow. You know, and it's not anti-intellectual. Oh my gosh, that's not it at all. They just don't bother trying to pile on words to describe what's indescribable. What did you call it? Like, I think I told you about that priest. So what did you call it? A wonder. <laughs> we call it a wonder. What was God thinking? He's crazy. Why become tiny, breakable, ignorable? Um, wow. 
you know? So this was a cultural split that didn't just, wasn't just with religion, it was with social. It was, it's so hard to explain without taking an hour of your life. But in the end, the uh, Westerners, that's Romans, uh, were goose-stepping our way to some crusades and uh, asked to camp and meet at the uh, headquarters of the Eastern Church, namely Constantinople. It's now called uh, Istanbul. Okay, Constantinople was built, uh, the first thing of it, uh, by Constantine, the city of Constantine, Constantinople, uh, was built about 330, maybe 340, somewhere in there. And I want to, this is a true thing I'm going to tell you. It was never conquered for over a thousand years. It was built impenetrable. The, The freaking Huns couldn't break it. Seriously, the, the way it finally went down was by specialized cannons built by the Muslims. Uh, and it still took them over a month of pounding at the walls with these, with this unbelievable firepower. Uh, why am I telling you all this? Because as you can imagine, the Easterners were a little nervous about letting anyone in their city, uh, but they let the Western Catholics in there and the Western Catholics proceeded to rape, pillage, and burn it to the ground. Uh, and that was it. Uh, we've never been able to reconcile since then. That was in the year 1054. They're still ticked off about it. Seriously, they are. And I'm being careful because tonight I'm going to an Orthodox church to eat fish. Yeah. And we always joked about me walking in and yelling, 1054, and then just running out. Um, But that would be so insensitive. Because although we're Americans, right? And do you remember when, like, unprovoked in a time of peace, uh, they smashed airplanes into our building and killed 3,000 of our citizens, right? And Americans were all like, we're in unity. And then two hours later, we were blaming ourselves, right? That's what, that's what Americans do. We couldn't hold a grudge to save our lives. Uh, they can. Yeah. When John Paul II landed in Greece, St. John Paul II, they threw poop and rocks at him as he got off the plane. They were furious. Uh, Western popes still, we've had a couple meetings, but it's not gone well. But we pray, we hope, we long, we pine, because our theology is the same. There's no difference. I mean, we can talk about, what do you call it, filioque, Mm -hmm. but who cares, right? Neither Benedict or JP2 or Francis use the filioque line in the creed. Yeah. Yeah, And a lot of people, in fact, said Pope Benedict opening the door to married priests, right? That's what he did. Um, was doing it as the next step for union with the East because they're priests married. Who knows? Okay. Uh, So I'm sorry. Well, actually, no, I did an okay job. I mean, right? I I don't know. It's a lot. And I'm explaining something immensely complex. And and I'm spacey today. Like, I'm distracted boy. Yeah. It's because sister's drunk. Uh... Are the East and West churches the only Catholic churches? Ooh, careful. Uh, <laughs> I am seeing something about the in the pillar about Ukraine, Ukrainian Orthodox and Ukrainian Greek Catholic. Are they truly Catholic? Ooh, they would say no. We would say yes. They would say no. Um, and that's kind of, well, again, at today's funeral. Oh, my gosh. The young man I buried, his beloved, his fiance, is 
uh, Orthodox. So for the Romans, I tell her, yes, you can come to communion. We are in communion with you. But her pastor would say, you cannot go to communion to them. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So if you ask us, are they in union with us? We say yes, because there are no theological differences to speak of. If you ask them, they'll say no because of issues of authority. So, and excuse me, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm ripping on you, but you wouldn't want to describe them as Catholic. That would offend them right to the core. Uh, and again, I, I, I know you didn't mean it, uh, but a Roman adherent go, yeah, they're Catholic, and then they'd punch you in the face for it, depending on their level of reasonableness. Uh, but particularly, European Orthodox are still very angry at us, very. And when you get into Russian Orthodox, now you're getting into a sect that the Orthodox don't like. Uh, because they have been, from their inception, tied to extreme nationalism. Uh, this was explained to me by two different Orthodox priests and Father Bill Wager, who is an expert in Orthodox Roman relations. Uh, but the Ru Russian Orthodox has always been, as far as the other Orthodox churches are concerned, a bit outside of reality. and they don't feel con that they're connected to the rest of the Orthodox because of their, their ties to nationalism. Okay. And I don't mean like, yay, you know, America first. <laughs> I mean like they're all in on the Russian government. Okay. Whew. Um, has sister been to the Halifax Explosion Museum? If no. The Halifax Explosion Museum? Yeah, that sounds like an awesome museum to go to. Should I keep reading? Okay. If so, how was it? Has she read The Great Halifax Explosion, a World War I story of treachery, tragedy, and extraordinary heroism? I have not. Okay. I don't think I knew there was an actual museum. I know there's spots in the city where different pieces of the anchor fell, where the bells, I think, of the ships landed. So there was a boom. Two ships collided. So Halifax Harbor starts with a base, a huge basin, a huge um, natural basin. It narrow, narrows down into what we call the Narrows and then goes out into the harbor and the ocean. Okay. Two ships were coming up into the Narrows and at least one of them was carrying explosives. Yikes. During, it was during the war, and they collided. And the city was flattened. Wow. And um, we still recognize that December the 5th, Okay. Put me on that. Uh, is the date that we recall it. The, oh my gosh. Um, it was just recently we celebrated 100 years. So we, all the churches right. in the city rang the bells at noon. Holy uh, cow, yeah. sis. Boston came to our rescue, sent nurses, doctors, everything. And yeah. now we thank Boston every year with a Christmas tree, which doesn't seem to really <laughs> equate to life-saving things. But, you know, 100 years worth of Christmas trees, you save some money. Yeah, we just save some serious cheese. Yeah, everything demolished. Wow. Yeah. There's a story that the, the cathedral lost all of its stained glass windows. The rector of the cathedral came out through the broken glass, celebrated 1250 Mass. That's my tribe. Yeah. That's my boys. 
Yep. So oh. a lot of amazing stories of people surviving and oh. people he- helping and. Do you, yeah. you know, I when I'm uh, the priest thing, I, I tell you, I I um, met, like met like. Eh. The priest who, when Archbishop Romero was assassinated during Mass, I met the priest who jumped in and finished the Mass. Ah. That's beautiful. You know, that uh, that's a rule, right? That if a Mass starts, it has to finish. You know, so we were doing like the shooter drills at our school. What if a shooter comes in the school and they called the drill during Mass? I, I mean, not on purpose, of course. And so I ushered the kids into the right room, I shut the door, and then I finished mass. And afterward, they were like, well, the priest can't blah, blah. I'm like, bro, that's what I'm going to do. I, I can't not finish mass. Yeah. Uh, and it was so funny, their little report, they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, uh-huh, you know, because I'm going to die if I get to die praying mass. <sighs> and by the way, a couple bullets, that's quick. Boom, instant heaven. Like on the way out, I'll be like, thanks for the martyrdom. <laughs> oh my gosh. That might slow it That down. might have gone wrong. <laughs> I asked Bishop Earl it. that one time. I said, I because I was helping, this was so awful. So I have done this as a priest, one, two, three, my last five assignments, and it's the worst. I've been the guy who introduces parishes sharing a priest. And... I can't tell you how hard that is. Because, and I, excuse me, for, I hate how I sound, because the priest takes all the drama. God's people don't notice anything, except they don't get what they want so quick. That's all they notice. What the priest notices is he now has two wives and neither of them are happy. Mm-hmm. Right? And no matter what you do, all you hear about was, well, when Father so and so was here, Father so and so had one church. Right? And you can't do it that way. You got to go, well, you know, we're all adapting to the, you know, but inside you're going, uh, and it's like a year of everybody mad at you. So at one of the churches, um, I got some letters. Like, you better watch your back. Like literally threats of violence, okay? And uh, the police had to come. And so I'm talking to the police. They leave. Bishop Earl calls. You okay? I'm like, I'm fine, right? I said, I got worse violence. If you want violence... Go where I grew up. I can teach you some great stuff. Uh, but I said, hey, if somebody kills me over this, do, am I a martyr? And he was like, Joe. And I goes, no, no, hear me out. Because <laughs> I would love to blow past Perg, right? And on the way by, I go, like, so long, suckers. I did this. And then he went, Joe, the fact that you would ask that is why you're never going to be a martyr. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I have the best bishop in the world. <laughs> today would have been my oh today would have been my dad's 87th birthday he died two years ago from cancer he was the biggest tiger fan you would have loved him i miss him every day uh can you say a quick prayer for him i can i can um jesus thank you for dad thank you that he gave us the beautiful person who wrote this and remembers their pop We ask that you guide him safely home, reunited with the people he loves, and we ask him to pray for us. 
And while you're up there, big guy, if you wouldn't mind praying that the strike ends soon, we would all be so very happy. And be with the Tigers especially. Amen. Was the, huh? Comment. Which one? Uh, it was. It was the largest explosion prior to the atom bomb. Yes. Yeah. See, you guys, you know, did you think of not doing that? <laughs> like, see, I don't mean to, I'm good at this kind of stuff. Okay, so I'm a problem it was solver. Two guys, each captaining a ship, not from our, not from Halifax. So they weren't drunk. I think they were American, but I just assume that because. Because we're not the brightest. You don't like us. Yeah. So well, we hate everybody. Everybody loves Canada, except you guys. Blame Canada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever noticed that would it only make sense that God named himself? Okay. Sorry, you just fried my brain. My brain short-circuited. <laughs> See, I can understand why. That is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it is awesome and weird, and it makes me happy. Whoever you are, I award you 12 Jesus points. One for every disciple. Yeah, God's the only one who could have named himself. And even his name is just existence. I, and think about it. I am who am. I am. Wow. Popeye's ruined that for me. I am. No, Popeye's was more about like food. I, I am, am what I am. I am what I am, yeah. What's going on, Care? Sorry, hit me. Uh, we're done. What? We're done. Oh, 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 wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I wasted so much time today. The beard thing, sister going on and on about Halifax. <laughs> like she does. It's not her fault. It's the fault of those darn boat pilots, captains. What are. Uh, Ship captains. One last thing. Oh, one last thing. I have a 93 year old aunt who is a sister of St. Joseph. What order is Sister Teresa, and how long has she been a sister? I am a Franciscan of Halifax. Okay. And I've been a sister since 2005. Got That's it. Math. You you have to. Do yeah. It. It's like more than three years. It's like more than three years. Yeah, more than three years. Yeah. Seven less than twenty. T Seventeen maybe. There you go. Math. What? So you're at the angry at my father can drive stage of the nunhood. Exactly. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Angry teen stage. You're rebellious. Yeah. Angsty. That's exactly how the other sisters describe it. <laughs> that's uncanny. But, but that's fun from the beginning. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was born that way, so. Somebody wrote me a card, and this person now hates me, but it was the best card I got when I hit 13 years as a priest. C congratulations, and welcome to the awkward, pimply, angsty, mad at dad stage of priesthood. And it made me laugh so hard I kept that card. <laughs> Who you were taking pictures at mass? Did I, you look at the one of the entrance in? Did you see what I did? I did. Okay, this is so sad, and this is my life, and I'm so. There I did was something this. wrong with the with the card, and I didn't get any of those. Did you see it? Did you see what I did? I did. I it had the sense you did something, but I was so. I did shout no, e. <laughs> I missed it. When I was processing in. All of a sudden, Carrie's taking pictures of me, and I'm like, okay, this is too good. <laughs> and so I did this. 
Oh, I didn't get it because I got a right up, right up when I was by the altar. I, I do have a picture of you, of you that the professional photographer took of you at my daughter's wedding. Your I did that too. Yeah, I have. I am going to post that one. Oh, I have flipped off photographers at weddings. I have discreetly, because my hope is they sneak, they they don't notice. And they put it in the photo album, and then someday, someday, some kid is like, oh, look, mom and dad's, oh, my gosh. That's my dream. And then they go find my grave. <laughs> okay, so uh, what are we doing? Oh, prayer, we're done. We're done. And then, oh, if I can ask your prayers, uh, I would love for you to uh, pray. We uh, laid a 23-year-old to rest today. Uh, please pray for his family. And tomorrow we lay to rest another young man um, who you guys know. I've talked about this a lot. Corrections officers will always have a special place in my heart. They have the most thankless and important job. And uh, they're, um, now this young man did not take his own life, but they have the highest suicide rate of any occupation in the U.S. Um, and I can't figure out what it'll take to get our society to care. I'm serious, mm -hmm. right? Everybody's all in on cops and firemen and nurses and teachers and praise God. But I'll tell you what, if those cats weren't there, if our corrections officers weren't there, we would not be in a good place. And so um, the man we're burying tomorrow was a correction officer and he leaves behind a wife and a bunch of kids. And um, I'm just asking us to pray. It's a lot of death. And uh, it's been this year. This has been a tremendous amount of death and uh, it's not uh, COVID related or any of that. It's just life's hard, right? So uh, please pray and um, I guess that's it. Oh, and pray that sister's mission is in a total disaster. How's that for a pep talk? That's, that's good. That's Isn't that funny? Really <laughs> that's the bar I've set. It's in a total disaster? Well, that's like last Sunday's homily. So I'll be honest. The three homilies before it, I felt like, boy, I'm really doing okay. You know what I mean? These are these are good homilies. I've taken really hard work prepping. The one Sunday I did not like. I did oh. not like. And I felt like it was so oh weak. Gosh. Oh, really? I, I had a lot of response. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, no, that homily was really bang on. Okay, yeah. okay. And then this Sunday's, I'm talking about the devil. <gasps> Are you really? Lucifer, Satan, the prince of darkness. Yeah, I'm going to go after it. The devil, uh, like a comparison between, okay, anyway. The devil loses. I keep waiting on this. Spoiler alert. alert. Well, I don't have to watch it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay, um, so what are we doing? You're ending it? Oh, all right, salad pray. Oh, I already miss Martha and Karen. <laughs> I'm serious. Was not right? the whole world like brighter? I'm serious. Amazing. Absolutely oh. amazing. Yeah. And now we're going to miss you next time you're not here, you loser. You should just come every time. This work thing, you don't need work. You could like. Wouldn't that be cool? We get. Okay. Yeah. Be like, bother. You could hack the database. <laughs> I got to hack the database. Don't, don't start. <laughs> Look at I did. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid. That's, if you read that backwards, it says Satan is Lord. Yeah. 
I'm just kidding. Look what I did. And in the, the word, and look, BS, BS. That's my initials. Maybe that's my <laughs> Oh, Chanel? Shell. No N. No N. Dan and I were talking about this. He was like, oh, I remember her last name means hurry in German. I'm like, well, does that's it? Schnell. Schnell does. But I didn't no. remember. Okay, no. so there's no N. Yeah, but still 100% German. Like oh, yeah. S-C-H. Yeah, but no N, because Schnell is hurry. Give her phone number. Schnell? Yeah, yeah, let's give out her phone number and her email. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't care. Okay, her first name is Boudicca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should do a show on Boudicca. Do you guys know about Boudicca? Nope. It has nothing to do with Jesus. But Boudicca was this gal who went toe-to-toe with the Romans and won a few times. I mean, she's, if you can check, B-O-U-D-I-C-A, B-O-U-D-I-C-A. There's a huge statue to her in Ireland. Did you see that? Pray, we gotta pray. Okay, salad pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, Jesus, thank you uh, for Sister being here. Thank you for Beth being here. And thank you, as always, for Carrie and all the million things she does. Thank you for all these people who come and and, uh, put up with my silliness and uh, trust me with their questions. And for anything, Lord, I've got wrong, please fix that. And for those things I got right, thank you. We ask that you bless and comfort those who mourn. And we ask for your return quickly and end of the reign of death. We ask that, Lord, in a special way, you be with all corrections officers and their families. Lord, protect them and heal their minds and hearts. There's a lot of people we love very much and we worry about all the time. And there's so many circumstances in our lives that we fret about. Well, right here in this moment, we give all of it to you, Lord, because we love you and we trust you. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I will see you crazy people, what, I don't know, Wednesday, unless you watch Mass on Sunday and pray Mass with us on Sunday. Either way, I'll see you, uh, unless, of course, I die. Like, unless two ships in a lake nearby run into each other and flatten the city, and then Boston comes to our rescue and gets a free tree. Bye-bye. Is it over? No, it's never over.